Welcome to this episode of Grazia Life Advice. I'm Rhiannon Evans and this time we're with an actor who has been on your TV since the 1990s. My name is Angela Griffin and I am an actor and radio presenter and I am this week's guest on the Grazia Life Advice podcast. Ta-da! Angela tells us about returning to her iconic role as Kim Campbell on Waterloo Road and joining Coronation Street as a teenager. For a year of me being in Corrie. I was at college and I was at Burger King. No way. Yeah. We chat about scams and how Angela takes the fight to the people trying to defraud her. Are you, are you sure? It was £4,000 in Berlin. Yep, yep, that was me. That was me. It's a <laughs> lovely computer. That, and literally, it was just this biggest pause. And we promise Angela's worst piece of advice is not quite what it sounds like. My mum gave me my best advice. She also gave me the worst advice, which was don't get into a threesome. She's talking about friendship groups, nothing more, okay? So we've got all of that plus kebabs, financial independence and Robert De Niro memes. We had such a laugh recording this chat. I hope you enjoy the episode. Hi, Angela. How are you today? I am very well. Thank you very much. Yeah, I'm all right. In the grand scheme of things. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to share your um, your setup there. You're kind of in a cupboard. It's got like, <laughs> tell me about the setup. Yeah. So it, from, from the angle that you're looking at me now, it looks like it's really dead professional because yeah. there's all um, soundproofing on yeah. the door and on the sides. But if I was to show the camera the other way, you would mm-hmm. see every single coat I've bought since 1982 <laughs> for both me um, and my husband and both of my children. Right. Um, so, yeah, not so pro, very pro. Um, but I, me and my husband both do voiceovers um, from home for yeah. various brands and so on. And um, and I also do sometimes record my uh, radio to uh, show from this here cupboard. So we had to get a little bit pro. Lockdown worked for us. Mm. It really made us get our beep together. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Am I allowed to swear? Yeah, you can swear. <laughs> yeah, I won't go like crazy, but I couldn't think of any other word then other than beep for shit. So, yeah, it made us get our shit together yeah absolutely that's a different podcast one day we'll get you to turn the camera around and talk through all the coats but for today we're going to stick to advice (laughs) I'm talking to you today because you're currently on air in uh, Waterloo Road on BBC One that show's been going for so long now and you are you're now the head you're the head teacher I am yeah so it went originally for 10 uh for 10 years for 10 Mm. series I was in series one two uh, four and five and it's been off air for seven years but during lockdown the BBC um, dropped because that's the word that is used all of the episodes onto the iPlayer and it stayed in the top 10 most downloaded shows for uh, the duration and so they came up with the idea of why not bring it back now mm. It is a huge show. I was remember I was just watching the World Cup final a little bit before we've recorded this today. And in the middle yeah. of the World Cup final, they're like, what's coming up? And then a huge trailer yeah. for Waterloo Road. It is this big show for the BBC now. Do you know what? It really is. It's huge. And what's interesting is um, I was on a tube recently and with my 15-year-old daughter, these girls were looking at us. And of course, my 15-year-old daughter thought they were looking at her and sizing <laughs> her up. And actually, as they got off the tube, they went, excuse me, excuse me, you Miss Campbell. She was like, you're 15. You weren't born when I was Miss Campbell. They've all watched it. I went out last night. I went to go and see her. This will have gone out as well, but I went to go and see her. I want to dance with somebody. Whitney Houston oh. film. Amazing. And Naomi Aki gives this incredible performance and we're all there afterwards and, you know, like giving her a massive round of applause and then 
these 30 year olds who come up to go, oh my God, did you love the film? And I was like, yeah, I loved it. <gasps> Miss Campbell, we're really excited for Waterloo Road to come back. And it's it just is speaking to all these different generations, people who watched yeah. it when they were 15, kids that have kind of started watching it now. And then, you know, the mothers, it's, it's a really incredible show because it can speak to everyone. There's very few shows where you can all sit down together and watch mm. it as a family. And it is just, you know what, it's just cool. And yeah, I am back. Kim Campbell is back. She is the head teacher now. Mm. Uh, she is uh, in charge. And yes, I am loving it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you get a special kudos on set now that you're the head teacher? Does it play out for the rest of I the I really uh... do. <laughs> <laughs> I really do. I do. It's so funny because everyone does still call you Miss as well. Amazing. <laughs> when they know you're an actor. Miss, Miss. Not really a Miss, but go for it. Yeah. And we're gonna, you're going to be tackling, I think, homelessness, mental health, cost of living crisis. That's it. And the impact that the Black Lives Matters movement and the Me right. Too movement, what impact that has had on on our young people and the way that we educate, on the way that schools are run. You know, g- g- kids, young people have got a voice and... They now really use it. It's really incredible that we're we're nurturing these um, young men and women to to speak out for what is right. And it's really great in real life. But when you're in school, it's a bit hard because Mm. in school, it's an authoritarian, you know, regime. It's like the teacher is at the front. You have to listen and do as you're told. So it obviously causes for incredible dramatic conflict. And uh, yeah, we really we really dig into that. Amazing. So you can catch it all on iPlayer, this series. And as you said, you can go way, way back and watch it all. I love that. You can, you really can. And my goodness, so many people have done that. (laughs) Yeah. Is it funny? Do you ever go back and watch any old episodes of yourself? Is it weird seeing them now? I do, actually. What I find really weird is I can't remember any of it. (laughs) I'm watching these episodes going, I have absolutely no recollection whatsoever of filming any of it. So it's almost like I'm a new viewer. When I first started filming, I had a one-year-old and then for like series one and two, then I got pregnant. Then when I came back, I had a one-year-old and a four-year-old. So it's really hazy. Those days are hazy. Full-time job, two kids under the age of five, commuting from Manchester to London. It was an interesting time. Well, I've currently got a one and a four-year-old, so I'm going to remember none of this. I hope I do, though. Boom. No, you won't. I will. <laughs> really sorry to I say am, to you. I'm... No, you won't. <laughs> and you'll do loads of really beautiful, amazing things with your one-year-old, four-year-old and as they grow up. And they also won't remember any of those trips to I Disneyland, know. on holiday. <laughs> they just don't remember any of it. So just do it all for yourself. That's, that's do what piece, I want, yeah. First piece of advice, just do what you want to do because they're not going to remember yeah. it anyway. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> We've stopped you at six. And the first Yeah, I'll one keep it is... brief. The first one is always have your bus fare home. Tell me about that. Yeah. This is my absolute and utter way I live my life, have always lived my life. Mm -hmm. My mum actually uttered these words to me. And I now say it to my children. Always have your bus fare home is always be able to get out of the situation that you are in independently. You go to a party, you make sure that whatever happens in your sock, you have got 20 quid I don't know, your phone with your Uber app or whatever it is nowadays. But actually, do you know what? No, 20 quid in your sock so Mm. that no matter what, you are never, ever reliant on anybody else to get you out of a situation. And I've really, really lived my life by that. You know, having people in your life because you want them, not because you need them. And working away, I think I had an auntie who used to like 
squirrel money away as well. Like she'd be giving her money every week because she was a stay-at-home mum. But she would always yeah. put a little bit of it away. And, you know, as awful as it is, they did end up divorcing. And she ended up not having to turn to him. And, you know, she had a little, a little nest egg that she'd saved herself. I just think, particularly as women, just always make sure that you can, as much as possible, look after yourself. Because you just never know mm. when you're going to have to get out of that situation. Ooh, that got yeah. quite serious, didn't it? It is serious. And I love it on that metaphorical level. But can I just say first, on a practical level, I want everyone to listen to you. As someone whose phone battery ran out recently and I realised... Exactly. I've got I've got no... I can't. And luckily I had a friend with me and she was like, oh, I've got some cash. I had to buy a paper ticket home for like the first time. Yeah. I was like, that is so stupid. I didn't yeah. even think like... I, I had a know. tenner in the back of my phone... And my kids, my my two, I've got two daughters. I make them have a tenner in the back of their phones mm. just precisely for that, just because it's just a, the basic thing of, of battery. I mean, it should be somewhere else just in case the phone goes because we've all been, you know, we've had the phones nicked and mugged and so on. But yeah, just always, always have a little, a little security thing somewhere. Are you quite an independent person then? Massively. You, do you pride yourself <laughs> on that? Yeah. And it, <laughs> it makes me... It makes my shit itch. The idea yeah. of 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 not having that, and the idea of my daughters not having that. My uh, mum got divorced when I was young, and um, had been quite reliant on my dad, and was in quite a bit of financial stuck when that happened. And I watched her really struggle with paying. You know, stealing from Peter to pay Paul and catalogues and and so on and so forth. But she got herself out of it eventually, and it mm. just honestly it makes me claustrophobic. And I've had friends who've they've you know had this wonderful marriage and it's all been lovely and it's been great, and then all of a sudden something happens, and they walk and the guy walks out and they've given up their careers and given everything up, and mm. they are like they don't know what to do, and I can't. It really, really scares me. And I know it's not everyone can do it. And I've been very fortunate. I've made my own money. I haven't had to give up work. And in any capacity that you can as a woman, make sure that you are as independent as possible. And it is that thing of, you know, I'm with my husband. We've been together for, oh, I was trying to work this out last night, 20 years, 21 years. We're married. I love him. I'm with him because I love him. I'm not with him because I need him because, you know, there's no thing of, oh my gosh, if we split up, then, you know, what will I do? Where will I live? What will I, that never comes into it. And I'm, it, it's right. just, that for me gives me a sense of absolute freedom to make any decision, any choices that I want to make. Yeah. You've been working for a lot. How old were you when you started on Coronation Street? I don't think I realised this until I read about it. Uh, 16. So you've been working for for a long time. Really, really long time. My first professional gig was when I was 13. Mm. But again, again, with the thing of me going, I never, never count on anything. I was at college doing my A-levels. Okay. For a year of me being in Corrie. <laughs> I was at college and I was at Burger King. No way. Because it was just like, I don't know if that's going to last. You know, they want yeah. me now, but they might not want me next week. And I don't want to give up my job because I really like the people there. And I get 80 quid a week. Yeah. And I did that for a year. And I have continued with exactly that same work ethic God, <laughs> ever I since I'm just going, you can never just, everything can be gone in a second. You just don't yeah. know. You don't know what's around the corner. Yeah. Got a pension when I was 18. <laughs> well, yeah, that's what you have oh, to do gosh. nowadays. Definitely. Yeah. This is it. Pension yeah. when I was 18. And yeah, just always, always just making sure looking out that everything's going to be all right. Brilliant. 
Right, tell me your second piece of advice. I need to hear it from you, I think. Okay, this is very important. Mm. So if you go out on a big night out and you've had a few shandies, whatever your, your tipple is, when you get home, eat some food, mm. whatever it is. In my like heyday, as I like to call it, <laughs> um, me, me and Lisa Bond and Nicola Stevenson were out all the time. I mean, two, three times a week. If there was a free drink there, we were there. And I introduced both of them to turkey burger sandwiches with a slice of plastic cheese oh, and lovely. ketchup. And they never look back, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> now, it can be homemade. I love a kebab. Um, pizza, whatever it may be, because that is going to save your hangover. Very important. And you know what I love about that, Angela, is so many people come on here and say, my most important piece of advice is to take your makeup off before you go to sleep. No, eat something before oh, you gosh, sleep. I'm no. with you. Absolutely. Oh, no, you don't want to know my makeup advice for that. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I use a really brilliant... <laughs> I use this really brilliant um, mascara, Hourglass, mm. um, Unlocked, I think it's called. And I use it particularly because when you pick it off your eyes, it comes <laughs> off. It's one of those tubing <laughs> mascaras. The satisfaction of picking that baby off your eyes is just second to none. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say I don't yeah. think that's one of your best piece of advice. <laughs> no, it's not a piece of advice. Definitely not a piece of advice. I, I suppose it could, it could be dressed up as whatever you do. Don't put one of those awful waterproof ones on because then you just get black fingers. Make sure yes. you get a tubing one so it comes off in one piece. Yeah. <laughs> and I also love that you've dropped Lisa Faulkner in it because obviously now she's, you know, big in food world and you've exposed that her favourite yeah. food is turkey burger and plastic cheese. In back in the day, yeah. Well, she used to like those Richmond sausages. She, I introduced her to turkey burgers. She introduced me to those funny little Richmond sausages. I'm not sure yeah. what the meat content is. But, uh, you know, 3am, it's not important. Just line that stomach. Yeah, perfect. And I, I don't think this is about hangovers, but can apply to them. The, the third piece of advice you've got is this too will pass. I presume it's not about hangovers. What What is that about for you? Do you know what? It kind of is. It kind of is. It's actually about absolutely everything. And this is both positive and negative. Nothing lasts forever. The one thing you can count on is change. All those, you know, quotes. Where, wherever you are right now in your life, it doesn't last forever. Whether mm. you are at the height of your career, if you are at the height of your career, bloody enjoy it right now. Enjoy it because you can't stay up there for, for, for all of your life. If your kids are waking you up and they wake up six times in the middle of the night and they will not go to sleep, it will pass. It, nothing lasts forever. They don't stay awake forever. I promise they might try to, but they don't. So you've got to live in those positive moments of success and happiness and, you know, togetherness. If your family only get together on you know, one day a year or whatever, just be there be in it because it will it will pass. They will go. Mm. You won't always be together. But in also with all the negative, with the sadness, with anything like that, just feel it and let it pass. Know it will go away. Learn something from it. Robert De Niro uh, had a meme. I think that's what they're called. I don't really understand what a meme is. But he was on the internet the other day and he was saying also, this too shall pass in a slightly cooler voice than me. And he was talking about the fact, you know, in your career, 
just never rely on the fact that you're, you know, every movie is going to be a hit, that you're always going to be at this level of success um, and don't live beyond your means precisely because of that. So it's me and Bob giving that bit of advice. <laughs> We're in safe hands. Um, and is there a time yep. in your life when you've had to really cling to that? Is it something that you've had to learn? Oh, gosh, yeah. Really had to like recite to myself. I, I, I had... um. 15 months out of work that was a long time to be saying on a daily basis this too shall pass this too shall pass as an actor the downs are really really downy you know you are number one on a call sheet you know you're leading and you're being flown around the world on a private jet to do comic cons this isn't particularly me i'm thinking of 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 other people you know but but you are you get a lot of wind blown up your ass Mm. about how amazing you are and you're going to be the next big thing and you know, and then and then you have nothing and you don't get a meeting and an audition and the money runs out and you're at home and everyone's watching you on something that you filmed two years ago right. um, that's only just come out thinking that you're like, you know, being incredibly successful and, and you're bloody not. You've just got to grip on for dear life and just the joy of our industry is that everything can also turn on a sixpence and you can be earning you know 300 quid a week doing rep theater and then the next thing you're in game of thrones and it's you know your life has changed and i yeah i had to really have a word with myself then really have a word with myself and Mm -hmm. i did and it changed and it did pass and yeah and i've also had those middle of the night Oh my gosh, my children are going to send me insane. I am going to go insane because I will never sleep again. I can't imagine it. Mm. So yeah, it's quite a good, uh, it's a good old mantra. I'll be back with more from Angela after this. I'm still here with Angela and I want you to tell me your fourth piece of good advice, please. So my fourth piece of good advice, I feel is quite a common piece of advice, but I do have this hanging in my kitchen. Work hard, be nice is how everyone should live their bloody lives. Mm. The way our thing works, you have someone who uh, is a runner and a lot of people come into the industry by coming and being a runner. They get paid absolutely bugger all and they have to do so much. They're there before you in the morning, they're there after you, they're making you cups of tea, they're doing all the rubbishy crap, crap jobs. Mm. That runner will become a producer. (laughs) In quite a short period of time, they will be employing you. (laughs) So just on a purely career path just be nice to everybody it doesn't take much so just go do your job and be nice there is a slight change i think in the landscape of the industry of acting and so on due to social media due to marketing and advertising and so on and people are forgetting that the whole point of this is is about the work. It's about going and doing the work, reading the scripts, putting the work in there. It's not about your followers. It's not about um, when you were there, you know, retouching your picture to make sure that you're there or making sure you have your picture taken with this person because that's going to further your career. Those things, sadly, do have an impact. But ultimately, it's the work and it should never be forgotten, ever. And it doesn't matter where you are in your career, whether you are just starting out, some of the classiest, brilliant actors who are, I went with um, Dame Harriet Walters on um, a Christmas film, Your Christmas or Mine. What a queen. What 
a wonderful, wonderful human being because she'd done her work. She knows what she's doing. She's bringing character in. She's not just phoning it in. And she comes in and speaks to everybody and is kind and nice. You don't have to invite everyone round to your house for dinner. Do you know what I mean? You don't have to be giving everyone a lift to the tube station and stuff. Just be nice. It's really simple. I mean, it's really hard to kind of almost explain it because it's really self-explanatory. Just be nice, be polite and do your work. Yeah. Oh, I told you off then. I'm sorry, (laughs) podcast listener. I wasn't telling you off. That was my mum voice. But it really infuriates me. Uh, It infuriates me when I hear about really bad behaviour of actors mm. or or anybody. Because you just go, there's so many people out there who would kill for this opportunity. So Mm. just be nice. How hard is that? I know. I mean, I'm not going to ask you to drop names, don't worry. But I did want to ask you, I mean, do you hear about things in the industry, people not being like that? Yeah, absolutely. All the time. All the time. Mm. So in Waterloo Road, I am the head and I'm also at the top of the call sheet. It's taken me quite a while to get there, but I am there. And I am so conscious of the idea that we've got so many young people coming into the industry. This is their first job. It's this their first opportunity and I am massively conscious and aware that I want to show them I want to be a good example basically Mm. I want them to come to work and I make sure when I'm there that I'm professional that I stand on my mark that I know my lines I've read the script and that I have done my work and I'm also hilariously funny and kind (laughs) (laughs) not boring Do you know what I mean? I'm not boring. I'm not kind of going in and, you know, being this kind of studious, swatty actor. Mm. You can be all of those things. And I am aware that I have that responsibility to show and and set the example to the incoming um, class of 23. Yeah, I mean, that just must be so nice for them as a young actor to come into that kind of atmosphere rather than some sets, which I'm sure are not the same. I just want to move on to your fifth piece of advice because it's one that I have failed to learn so many times. So just for me, tell me what I need to do. Yeah, everything is worse in the middle of the night. Everything Mm. is worse in the middle of the night. It doesn't matter how together you are as a human being. I don't know what it is. I'm sure there's some psychological chemistry thing that goes on. Maybe it's decision fatigue or something. Something happens in the middle of the night. And you have to, by the side of your bed, something, if you are really prone to this, write down, worry about it in the morning. Mm. If you still feel the same, and you can do that. And I've said this to, I've said this to friends when we've had sleepovers. It's a bit, sometimes it can be a bit of a boozy thing. Go out, have a booze, wake up without boozers, false dawn at three o'clock where you think, well, this is wake up time. Oh my yeah. gosh, I did this I embarrassed myself in this way I said this to this person oh my gosh my you know I don't know how I'm going to pay my mortgage this month those thoughts can be valid so it's not that they're all you know sometimes you do have to listen to those things but you just have to wait till the morning because in the morning there will be some clarity and it will have you will have some perspective but you must not ever (laughs) Act on any of those things in the middle of the night. Never act on them, but also just store them. If it's a worry, it's like, right, okay, you know what? Actually, I haven't phoned my mum. I haven't phoned my mum for quite a while and and uh, that does make me a really bad daughter. So um, I'll just write down, 
phone mum. And in the morning, if I still feel like such a bad, still feel like a bad human being, I can do something about it then. You just can't do it at three in the morning. Mm. Oh my gosh, bad, bad things have happened. Bad decisions have been made at three in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Your last piece of good advice is uh, it's so practical, but I want I want you to talk about this because, you know, you were, t- you were saying this happens a lot to you. Tell us your sixth piece of advice. My sixth piece of advice is whoever it is when you're on the phone to the bank, when they phone up and tell you that there's been a fraudulent attempt on your account or somebody has, yeah, basically a fraudulent attempt on your account, say, thank you so much, Mr. slash Mrs. person. I am going to call you back using my um, trusted phone number, which is the phone number usually that's on the website, um, or your your bank branch, your credit card branch, your mobile phone provider. Always, always put the phone down to them and dial back using your trusted number. I think I have this, well, in 2022, I think I have had about, I mean, it's got to be at least 20 attempts of fraudulent behaviour on my account. I've had so many new credit cards sent through because the minute it happens, obviously they send you one through. And I have gone through everything. I have gone through swearing at the people. So once <laughs> the first couple of times it happened, obviously I was a bit like, hang on a second, this is, oh my gosh, someone's tried to spend £12,000 in Liverpool at, 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 at Jewellers. Oh my gosh. Yes. Uh, so if you could just uh, read out, I've just sent a number to your phone. So if you could just read out that security number, uh, we can get that shut down. OK, OK, OK. And they give you the panic, don't they? Oh, it's good. No, it's happening right now, this minute. And then your phone bings and it's like, oh, my gosh, they made my phone bing. How amazing. And then you look down and it says, whatever happens, keep this. Do not give this security code to anybody. So if someone's asking you for this number, they are frauding you. Yeah. And I was the first time it happened. I was gobsmacked because I nearly read it out. I so nearly read it out because they put the hurry up on me. And then once I realised that, I was like, oh my gosh, you're trying to diddle me out of my money. This is all, why are you trying to do (laughs) Trying to have a rational conversation with the fraud person. But then after that, I just, the minute now anyone phones and says, we're phoning you to... um, uh, let you know that there's some, been some fraudulent activity. I go, fantastic, thank you. I will call back um, using the number and we can go through all the details. And then I put the phone down and do what I said earlier. Mm. One time, <laughs> this one was actually my favourite. Hi there, um, uh, Mrs. Uh, Griffin. It's not Griffin, it's my married name actually. But hello, Mrs. Griffin. Um, we're just phoning to say that somebody has um, just attempted to spend uh, £4,900 on a computer in Computer World in Burley. Okay, yeah. Well, we we think that this is fraudulent, so um, do you know we want to get this stopped for you as soon as possible? No, 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 that was me. <laughs> are you are you sure it was four thousand pounds in Berlin? Yep, yep, that was me. That was me. It's a lovely <laughs> computer. That and it was just this biggest pause, and then they put the phone down because they actually literally didn't yeah. know where to go with it, and it was. I mean, I was very experienced. Please don't obviously follow that bit of advice because, yeah. you know, if it is, if it, if it is a really fraudulent activity. But that was that was actually my favourite. But I've called them everything under the sun. And do you know what? They couldn't care less. No. Bastards. And it's happening Bastards. so much. You really have got to be careful. Yeah, you do. Which is why if it is a genuine um, call and you tell them that you are going to call back they have no qualms. They don't go, no, 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 because if you don't do this right now, then, you know, all this money is going to leave your account. They go, okay, yes, no problem. That that mm. should be the answer. 
to to your suggestion of calling back. So just always do it. I am dead practical. I'm sorry that some of my um, <laughs> advice is really practical. I am very practical. And do you know what? I'm fine with that. I'm all right with that. Takes all kinds in the world. It does take all kinds and everybody needs a practical friend. So lucky yeah. friends of yours. We always end on a worst piece of advice, something someone's told you and uh, luckily you've ignored and it's did you well to ignore them. What What's that for you? Yeah. So for me, uh, the bad advice, so my mum gave me my best advice, which was the always have your bus fare home. She also gave me the worst advice, which was don't get into a threesome. <laughs> now, when I say <laughs> that... I don't mean of the sexual kind. I don't think my mum would have even known that that's what that could possibly ever have meant. That's up to you. As long as it's consenting, do what you like. But for my mum, don't get into a threesome was all about friendships. She was, when I was at school, she was, originally there was four four of us and then one of the, with the girls left the school and we were then in a three. And my mum was just like, listen, you just, there will always be somebody who is being left out and it just won't make for a good friendship. You should always try and make sure that you have an even friendship. And at school, I mean, you know, teenagers, girls, all that kind of stuff, you know, nothing really works. I don't think there's any rules. There's no rules of engagement there. But as an adult, my two best friends are Lisa Faulkner and Nicola Stevenson. And we've got, no, there's a, a, a whole other circle of friends around that, but they are my sisters. They are my ones. And we have always been a three. And what my mum always saw as a negative is, uh, for me, has always been this positive of, one of us has always been working away from home. So you're, you've always got one other person there. There's always someone who will agree with you. Depending on what my answer I want, for a problem depends on which of those friends I will go to because we're all different again with them if they want the practical answer they'll come to me if you want a much more touchy-feely lovely gorgeous answer then you go to Lisa she's always on our side we can do no wrong sometimes you need to be told that you're a bit wrong so a threesome for me has been the making of my life they are it's the the strongest triangle and we can, between the three of us, take on everything, defend everything and be everything. They are they are the loves of my life, I must say. I just adore them so much. And um yeah, and I'm also one of three kids as well. I'm the youngest of three. And yeah, threes threes are good. Threesomes are great. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to end on that. We're just going to cut off three. I think we great. should. No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Angela, that though is a lovely note to end on. That tribute to your friends. Thank you so yeah. much for joining us today. I've loved talking to you. Absolute pleasure. Thank you very much. Thanks for joining us for another Grazia Life Advice. I think you got a few more than six pieces of advice there. It's a bumper episode indeed. If you know someone who needs to remember to eat after a night out on the booze, please do share and recommend this episode. Or if all your friends are already wise enough, do leave us a five-star review wherever you listen. That would be nice. Next time, we're joined by actor, singer, model and host of the Saturn Returns podcast. Kagi Dunlop. It's it's a lot, but I, I kind of view it as like an exciting period of time because I also view that rock bottoms often run synonymously with spiritual awakenings, and that was definitely the case for me. Take care. Bye for now. <laughs>